Good morning, everybody. I'm so glad to see you sliding in here, and I pray that your trip in was not uh, perilous at all, uh, but I'm glad you're here. And I forgot my clicker. I was doing that so smoothly, and then I forgot the clicker, which I'm going to need to get through the rest of the slides. You can take this time to grab a Bible if you'd like. We're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, a few verses in that on spiritual gifts. We're going to be talking about spiritual gifts for the next couple of weeks, and this is really the foundation of that in this section on Paul's letter to the Corinthian church. So our reading today will, of course, be from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1, then 4 through 11. And it says this, Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. He goes on to say, There are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of services, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the discernment of Spirit. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All of these gifts were activated by the one and same Spirit who allots to each one individually just as the Spirit chooses. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Again, I'm so glad you're here. We are starting this morning a four-week series on spiritual gifts, and it's called Gifted. Talking about the Holy Spirit giving gifts to us for the purpose of, of moving forward, growing up the church both in us and through us. And so I'm excited to explore this. Maybe, again, you've, you've heard of these. Maybe you've done some study on it. Or maybe this is all really new material to you. The fact that the Holy Spirit gives individual gifts to followers of Christ so that for the purpose of building up the church. So we're going to look at spiritual gifts. What are they, first of all? Uh, who gets them and how? What do we do with them? How do we develop in them? And what might yours be? And how can we help you activate it and serve here in God's kingdom? And so we're going to talk about you know, this from a very comprehensive point of view, looking at this texture, looking at scripture, and looking at these categorically to figure out how can we continue to move together in 2022. Now, the basis of this series is this following statement. I wanted to give you kind of the thesis early so you kind of get an idea where we're going. And it's this, God, by the Holy Spirit, gives gifts to those who are faithful in Christ for the purpose of building up the church. Let me walk you through that one more time. It's God, by the Holy Spirit, His Holy Spirit, one in Trinity, through the person of the Holy Spirit, with faith in Christ, trusting in God the Father, and through His Holy Spirit, by faith, He gives gifts. And we're talking about gifts. What I'm talking about are maybe talents or passions or, or abilities or particular skills. These are spiritual gifts that he gives us through his Holy Spirit for those who are faithful in Christ. And again, everyone in Christ receives them, but as we work in faith, you're going to talk about that in a little bit, that's where we can grow in our spiritual gifting, okay? 
for the purpose of building up the church. And I'm not just talking about local church here, although that's an extension of it. I mean the whole effort of God, the kingdom of God, building up, each of us taking our place and building up the kingdom of God that I believe, yes, exists here in this church and through this church and in other churches, but also in us, in our own hearts. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we're talking about Christian maturity, but we're also talking about Christian mission and, of course, in the fellowship of the whole church. So the Holy Spirit, so God, by the Holy Spirit, gives gifts, talents, abilities, passions, skills to those who are faithful in Christ for the purpose of building up the church. Now, if this seems unusual to you, like, wow, really, the Holy Spirit gives particular skills for us, and we have to figure out what they are and learn how to use them, if you think that feels kind of strange, it's actually pretty normal in our culture to seek for giftedness, which is why we have this display of kind of accolades here, right? If you think about it, we're pretty wired already as people to search, especially in, in, in our kids, if you're parents, for what are their gifts and how can we help amplify those gifts. We kind of do it sort of naturally. You know, I think every parent looks at their child pretty early on and goes, I, I'm, I see some gifting in you. In fact, the uh, last week we were at a family gathering and there was a, a little pod of preschoolers and they were like two years old and they were all dancing to music and someone goes, you know what, I, I see gifting in that particular child in the way that he's dancing at two years old, you know? We look for that in our kids and it might be, you know, sports, which would be great. Like, ooh, I see something really special in them. You know, maybe there's a sport that they seem to be particularly gifted in. Or it could be academics or maybe, you know, hey, wow, the, the, it's both. Isn't that great? They're super gifted. And so we look at that, and so that's why earlier this uh, week we decided, hey, let's just call out for people in their sports memorabilia, things that they've acknowledged. You know, this is the way I've, I've kind of lived out my gifting. So we have a LT Letterman jacket there from the, the 1960s. We got some Hinsdale gear from like the 80s and 90s, uh, and some really cool trophies down here that were, you know, again, we're a pretty gifted church. This was just the sampling. I bet you have some stuff in your closet, too, that you'd love to bring in. We'd love to put it on display here. And the whole point is that we pretty naturally look for gifting in our kids. You know, I think about even in our, in our own children. We were first-time parents, and our son was still in the womb. And I remember my wife was asleep, and I'd reach around, and I'd kind of touch her stomach at night, and you could feel his legs just kicking. I'm like, oh, man, he is energetic, that kid. Reuben came out and was a runner. It didn't surprise us. Even at two years old, I would try to chase the kid around the block. I had a hard time keeping up. I'm like, I'll be right there, buddy. Didn't, it made sense to us then when he was about seven years old. He came in second place in a mile sprint. That was awesome. We were really celebrating that. He had a you know, good middle school career starting in Texas and, and kept running when we came up here to the north. And then you know, this season, he made varsity, and he was so proud of himself, so proud of him, and thankful to God for how he's helped him and equipped him. And we see that, and we've nurtured that, and we've developed that, and we've done that with all of our other kids too. So it's, I'm saying it's normal and natural for us as parents to look at our kids and go, how are they gifted and how can I help develop that gifting? And then here's the thing. We spend a lot of time on it and maybe even resources of encouraging them and helping we get coaching and opportunities and travel teams and all these things. We put a lot of effort in that because we see the benefits in helping them grow in their gifting, right? Okay, so it's normal because we have learned and it's, it's true that if we develop them in their, their gifting, and again, this could be sports, it could be academics, it could be both, right? We do that because we know that there's benefits in that. 
that if we develop in their gifting, they'll get a sense of identity. You know, Ruben's the runner. Milo plays water polo. He's a water polo player, right? You get a sense of identity and, you know, kind of even an identity and team. I mean, look at these jackets and stuff. All of these are representing people that showed uh, ability and gifting in a particular, you know, discipline or sport, and they were part of a team. And they invested in that. And they're proud of that. And it's great. It makes sense. So he give, helps them develop a sense of identity, who they are, okay? You know, we say you're unique. Boy, you're a runner or you're a pitcher or you seem to be a, a catcher. I bet you'd be a great second baseman, you know? It gives them a sense of identity. It also gives them a sense of meaning because when they achieve well, when you see their gifting and they start to do well in it, it's like, oh, there's value there. We were at a basketball game yesterday and, you know, Harvey scored a bucket and he just looked at us with such pride. It was so glowing. And I was like, it's great. I mean, I, you love to see your kids have those moments where like, I'm doing something. And I'm like, I know, I see you doing something. It's great. It gives them a sense of value and worth to be part of a team that, you know, again, hopefully if they're gifted in it, they're obtaining some level of achievement. Again, this could be academics. It could be in sports, but it gives them a sense of value. Now, you always have to be careful that they're just finding their meaning, their value in their sports achievement, but we encourage it. We do. And then what about purpose? I mean, obviously, you know, these people aren't maybe still playing these sports or cheerleading. Maybe they are. But the point is they have a sense of purpose, and you hope that success on the field or on the court or, or even in the classroom transitions to continuing successes somewhere else. They're, they're, they learn to do well and they get to do well in the rest of their lives. And so, again, there really is something good about helping develop and, or identify and develop our kids in their gifting. And we do it, and again, we do it naturally. It is good. Like I said, in our house, we have you know, cross-country uh, a runner. We have a water polo players. We have basketball players. We've got you know, soccer player. Uh, you know, we, we do it too, and it's good. In fact, the Scripture agrees it's good, but with condition. I wanted to point you to this text in, in 1 Timothy 4.8. 1 Timothy, said, it agrees. Physical training is good. It actually is good. Isn't that great when the scripture says something you're already doing is good? Physical training is good. But training for godliness, he says, is so much better because it's promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. So it is wonderful and good that we try to identify how are our kids gifted and how can we help them live out of that gifting, develop in that gifting, and, and, and thrive in it, right? But the Scripture is saying, what if there's other kinds of gifts, maybe gifts in the Spirit, that we could spend effort helping identify and nurture and invest in? That's going to give them benefits, not only in this world, which we see so easily in sports pursuit. Like, it does help them to do well with their bodies. But when they learn to do well with their spirit, oh, that has impact not only in this life, but in the eternal to come. There's something connected between the two. And so what we're talking about are are spiritual gifts, spiritual gifts, gifting that the Holy Spirit has for every believer. And again, as Lars mentioned, Joy has, Pastor Joy has used her spiritual gift 
of discernment to find this resource, which she's very excited about. She's passed it out. We love it. It's great. And some of what I'm, I'm talking about these next couple of weeks is coming out of this material convergence, which is from a church in Toronto called Sanctus Church. Pastor John Thompson uh, developed it. It's great. As Lars said, there's uh, videos you can go if you want to deep dive in this a little bit or a book you can read that's awesome. And we have groups that will start gathering around that and some other resources that I'll point you towards in just a second. But what we're doing is exploring this idea of spiritual gifting and how it can help us uh, find. And so it gave us some really great categories that we'll be exploring as we look at this idea of what are spiritual gifts and, as importantly, what might your spiritual gift be? So I go back to this idea that spiritual gifts are exactly that. It's a gift. So they're given to us. It's a gift that's given. It's interesting they don't call them something else. They call them spiritual gifts. You know, we just got done with Christmas, and we know what a gift is, something that is given to us. So we know that spiritual gifts are something given to us by the Spirit. That's why they're spiritual gifts. He's giving them to you for the purpose of the church. These are spiritual gifts. So these gifts, these talents, these abilities are extended to all who are faithful in Christ. And let me just say, first of all, they're distinct from maybe your natural abilities. You know, like Reuben and his kind of motor running when he was, you know, still in the womb. Uh, You know, we can have natural abilities, and that's different than maybe a spiritual gift. You know, it might not surprise you too much to know that I've kind of always been a talker. I was cracking them up in the back of the preschool room, you know, back in the day. Thank you, God, that I now use hopefully that gift of gab for his purposes. But I mean, that was probably a natural gifting that I've given over to the Lord that he's used. Uh, There's spiritual gifts are also different than maybe our acquired gifts, our acquired gifts. Acquired gifts are things or skills that you've learned over the course of your lifetime or maybe from some discipline or study. You know, I'm a pretty decent tennis player. Don't, in the back, don't say anything about it. But, I mean, I, I'll scrap with anybody, maybe, you know. But you didn't look at Simon when he was five and go, okay, there's a top tennis player. Even when I was in high school, they weren't like, oh, that guy's going to go on to do anything great. I really had to work on it, and I still work at it. I still think about it a lot. I'm a pretty decent tennis player, though, i got to be honest with you. But it's an acquired skill. It's something I had to learn, and I have to keep learning. So it's different than that. It's not a natural ability. It's not an acquired ability or skill. Spiritual gifts are different than that. Spiritual gifts might emerge from those natural gifts or those acquired gifts, but they're distinct because they are qualities that the Holy Spirit has divinely given us. They're divinely given. So in that sense, they might be, to use kind of a strange word, anointed abilities that God has given us that might, again, match our natural wiring or our acquired skills, but actually might be distinct all in all, okay? So there are spiritual gifts that might emerge, but they're uniquely given by the Holy Spirit as anointed talents, abilities, or passions for use in the church to glorify Christ. That's what spiritual gifts are, spirit-given abilities that are distinct from our natural wiring that we can use in the church. And here's the great thing about spiritual gifts. And, you know, again, maybe a few of you have, you know, looked at them before. Maybe you know what yours is, or maybe you know what, you know, we can have multiple. But when we identify and begin to use our spiritual gift, oh, man, it opens up such a great world of faith life in the church 
that it's actually better than even like trophies and letterman jackets and things. You know, there was always that guy in high school, maybe sometimes a girl too, but would have the cool letterman jacket with all the patches on it. Like I got the letter from tennis, that was cool. But where they've got all the stuff on it, right? You're like, well, that guy, you know, he's cool. We can all have that feeling though of joy in the church when we figure out what is our spirit-given gift or gifts, right? and begin to use them for his glory, it opens up a whole world of connection that helps us find our true identity, meaning, and purpose in Christ, which is infinitely and eternally more durable than any accolades we might get here on earth. So what are they? What are spiritual gifts? We're going to explore these in the next three weeks with a little more detail, but maybe just this quick overview, you're going to go, ooh, maybe I'm one of those, okay? Over the next three weeks, we're going to look at these certain categories, and there's a category of gifts called love gifts. Who doesn't want those? The love gift. I got a love gift. Love gifts might be things like serving. It might be something like giving. You might be a giver or even a gift of administration. Now, I know generally we don't think administrators as loving, but... That is a gift when they use their gift to bring order out of chaos, right? And so anything that manifests the love of God in special ways might be a spiritual gift that you have been given, a love gift. We're going to talk more about that next week. The next set would be word gifts, word gifts. Word gifts are going to be, uh, you know, something like teaching or maybe discipling. You know, you're someone who likes to walk with someone and see them be more fulfilled in their Christian faith right? You may have that gift of discipleship and not even know it right now. Or encouragement. Maybe you're an encourager, someone who likes to really give a good word to someone and help them in troubled times. These are, this is a spiritual gift also. We're going to explore these in a little more detail. But it's anything that, that reveals the nature or character of God through you, through your spiritual gifting, that would be a word gift. Again, we're going to look at this in more detail. It's going to be a lot of fun. Then the last week is going to be really fun. We're going to talk about the power gifts, power gifts. How many of you can dunk a basketball? I know, I know. A couple of you probably can't actually dunk. Milo can dunk a basketball. I'd like to see that. <laughs> power gifts, they may be more rare, but they're present in the church. And again, they're spirit-given gifts. It's not like I'm already doing this. It may be a spirit-given gift. Power gifts are things like prayer Pastor Joy was leading a group on prayer at 10 a.m. Everyone's invited to learn how to pray, maybe unlocking that gift of prayer. Another power gift might be insightful words, sometimes called words of knowledge, where you're talking to someone, maybe particularly needing a, needing a word, and you're just like, I'm just getting this instinct from the Lord, and I want to pass this on to you that he'll use. Or, or even healing. There may be present in the church someone who has a particular gift of healing. We're going to talk about that in a couple weeks. It'd be really a lot of fun to talk about. It's anything, a gift that reveals the power of God. And the Holy Spirit gives these gifts to people in the church for the purpose of building up the church in him and through him. So what might yours be? Are you excited? Good. I hope you are. So Pastor Joy has also uh, looked at a lot of different spiritual gift assessments. She's so good at this, and she found what she feels is like the, the best one that she can find. Again, there, it's hard to find one that really nails it, right? So I want to point you towards this. Feel free to pull your phone out and get the QR code, and just do it. it. You have to set up for an account. They won't bug you too much, I promise. It's a spiritual gift test, 
And it's going to help you at least begin the journey in the next couple of weeks here of what is your spiritual gift? What might your spiritual gift be? Or gifts, because sometimes they come in packages. So again, I'll remind you, we have a, a, a deep dive with the Convergence resource and group study. Maybe you've done, oh, I've done that before. I did a spiritual gift test. I've done a few over the years. Sometimes they change too. God continues to give good gifts. And we'll talk more about that in the next couple of weeks. But this would be a great place for you to start going, I wonder how I'm wired. I wonder how I'm wired. How, how, how am I gifted? We'd love to hear about that. And we'll walk with you in this. So other big question about spiritual gifts as we begin week one of this series is how do we get them? Where do we go? Now, Christmas time. There was a tree probably in your house. And on Christmas morning, the lights went on, and hopefully the coffee was on, and you went downstairs, and you knew exactly where to go find the gifts. What about spiritual gifts? No tree. Where do we go find spiritual gifts? I'll tell you, it's, it's here at the foot of Jesus. So we look to Jesus because, again, there's spiritual gifts given. Not, you know, uh, it's, it's not about our works. It's not something that we're just going to, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this on my own. Because if we did that, as Paul said many times in Scripture, if it's about our works, we're only going to find a way to brag about it. So spiritual gifts aren't something that we can just kind of earn. There's something that are given to us. It's a gift. So we have to receive it. And that's so great about God, isn't he? He loves us and he gives his love and he loves us so much he gives his son. And then he loves us so much he gives us the spirit. Then he, the spirit loves us so much he gives us gifts. He's such a giver. We need to be in the posture of receiving, of saying, yes, Lord, I, I want to learn, I want to find it, and I want to use that gift. So it's about becoming receivers of spiritual gifting. So where do we begin finding it? Well, number one, it's receiving Christ as Savior. Now, I know that that, that feels like, ooh, that's yeah, kind of an obvious place to start, but it really is receiving Christ as Savior. One of the other things that this display tells me is that sometimes and often we can be pursuing the wrong kind of glory. We can be looking only for world glory. We can only be pursuing what makes us look good or makes us feel great, what helps us feel successful. But finding Christ as Savior begins with saying, Lord, I'm, I've been chasing the wrong glory. And I've been encouraging that maybe even in my own family. That I haven't been focused on the greater pursuit of finding you and finding our identity, meaning, and purpose in you. I have been training for a race that I know I'm never going to be able to win or even complete. And I'm sorry. Will you save me, Jesus? That's really where it begins. It's just saying, Lord, I, I'm here. I'm tired of maybe living for myself, my own glory, and trying to do this on my own. And I accept you, Jesus, as my Savior. Save me out of that whole cycle and set my heart on something bigger and wider. I've made the mistake of trying to glorify myself And now I receive you and I live for you and I accept you as my Savior. Then it's receiving Christ as Lord, which, if we carry the metaphor forward, is also like your manager or even your coach 
to say, Jesus, you're my savior. You pulled me out of that old kind of will and instinct, but now you're also my coach, my manager. I want to learn from you. I want to be like you. I want to learn to play like you do and, and do like you do. See, the goal of finding our spiritual gifting isn't just for our own sense of glory to find what my gift is, that I can be cooler in the church. Finding your spiritual gifting is about being like Christ. It's being like Christ, who perfectly displayed all of the gifts. He displayed all of the gifts with absolute perfection, which is why the scripture tells us, hey, this isn't just about you living out of your gifting so that you can feel better. First John chapter 2, verse 6 says, whoever wants to abide or thrive in Christ ought to walk like he walked, ought to walk like he walked. Spiritual gifting helps us conform to the pattern of who Christ is, which is the whole purpose of discipleship for us to become more and more like our Lord, our coach, our manager, like Jesus, becoming more like him. And there's a joy in that as we live and identify in our gifting and become more like Christ. There's a greater joy than any earthly accolades will ever give us. Third thing is about receiving Christ and looking to him then as our model, as our model. Again, I said he, he displayed all the spiritual gifts absolutely perfectly. I know I can't do the things that he's done, so how do we begin? Well, like before you begin any new physical pursuit, before you put on any kind of new effort, before you train for the marathon this year that you've always said you were going to run, it's important to do some basics, isn't it? Maybe start with some light stretching or a little bit of running, you know. Uh, I've got, you know, kids and they, they want to play basketball. I'm like, well, that's great. I'm excited you want to play basketball. How about take a run? And they get so mad. They're like, well, why would I take a run? Because, well, that's kind of the basics of it, right? If you can run, then you'll probably be able to do better playing basketball. You know, maybe stretching a little helps before we do anything just because it loosens us up. Those are the basics, okay? So the basic kind of exercises to prepare ourselves for, receive, for understanding and, and growing in our spiritual gifting are the spiritual disciplines. These are the basics, Okay? And that prepares us to be able to identify how we're gifted and then be able to use them. Because we may have gifts that are sitting there yet to be unopened or developed. So the basics before we get to that would be prayer. Maybe just start 2022 with a more direction of prayer. Like every day, just Lord, I'm going to pray daily just to hear from you and commune with you. Just to have face-to-face time. It's important, kind of basic, to spend time in the Word just listening for his voice, letting him hear you, and then he'll be able to reveal to you your gifting and how you can use it. Worship. You're already doing that. You're here. But what about carrying that worship over to the rest of your week? So it's not just contained to Sunday. Maybe it's fasting or some other spiritual discipline. These are the basics, like, like kind of light jogging and stretching before you go into the game. And it just will help you be able to identify what is your gifting and how to continue to grow in it. Because nobody but Jesus really fully lived all the gifting. And he was certainly good at all the basics. Like he definitely prayed and spent time in the word and was certainly, you know, very deep in worship. And he did that as a model for us to follow. And when we live like Jesus, we become gifted like Jesus. Now, let me remind you, when we talk about spiritual gifts, no one displayed all the spiritual gifts like he has. What about the love gifts? 
serving and, and giving or administration. He was so amazing at that. That's why he's known as the head of the church. What about the word gifts, the teaching, the discipleship, the, the encouragement? He was so good at that because he was the word literally made flesh. What about the power gifts? Okay, the, the deep prayer or the insightful words or even the gift of healing. Jesus did that amazingly. But here's the wild part. Is he looked at the disciples and he said, you know, with the Holy Spirit, yes, I've done all these things. But with the Holy Spirit, you will actually go on to do even greater things. With the Holy Spirit, you might even go on to do even greater things. So are spiritual gifts just for special people? No. Are they for people who are like super spiritual though? No, no. As 1 Corinthians 12, the end of the chapter comes up, he says, strive, strive for the greater gifts and I will show you a still more excellent way. Spiritual gifting, does, it falls over every believer. If you have faith in Christ, God has spiritual gifting for you. You probably already have it. And it doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how long you've been walking in Christ. If you're mature, it doesn't matter if you're, of course, a male or a female or what your background is. None of that matters. It doesn't matter, like I said, if you're a mature believer or if, if you're someone who's here today for the light of faith is just starting to dawn. God has gifting for you. And he wants you to find it and to begin developing it and using it to build up the church in you and through you. So I hope that this series, next three weeks, as we continue to cover what the gifts are, will be very impactful for our church, not only in this month, but in this year and maybe even the seasons to come as we serve together for his glory. Let me pray. Father, I thank you so much for this time and thank you for letting us consider your word and what it says about spiritual gifting. And Lord, first of all, we just thank you that you're such a good giver. You just give us life. You give us opportunities. You give us freedom. You give us natural abilities in our bodies and our minds. You give us a drive to figure out who we are and how we can be different and how we can know who we are and our, our value and our purpose. But Lord, forgive us if we have not looked to you to find that eternally. And Lord Jesus, I pray maybe today that if there's some who are here today who are feeling that sense of maybe I've been training for the wrong race, maybe I've been training for a race that I'll never win. We turn to you, Jesus, and we accept you as our Savior. You save us out of that, not with anger or shaking your head, but with love. And say, I'll show you a new, more excellent way. And so we take you by the hand, and we say, we receive you as our Lord, as our coach, as our manager, to help us to walk, Help us to learn how to grow, how to serve, how to love. Help us to become more like you, Jesus, in this year. Lord, help us to find that way that you have gifted us, each of us, so that we can be more fully the body of Christ, each serving different purposes, but for the one Lord, the one Spirit who has called us, out of darkness into light. 
So Lord, I pray for your hand over this series, over this year, over this church, that we would find you and find all the joy that you have for us in you. This I pray in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen.